welcome to another episode of BNB Podcast where we're experts of nothing. I'm Bruce. This is Bryant. You know, we want to welcome you guys back again. Brian, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Chilling, chilling. Hanging in there. Enjoying the uh, new spring weather now the weather's broke. All that damn snow is gone. You yeah. take off them scullies and snow boots and <laughs> put away the snow blower. <laughs> well, this is my time of year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We about to uh, really start seeing a lot of nice things out here. It's almost barbecue weather. I'm telling you, bro, the first day it gets 70 degrees, and I'm lighting my grill. I'm lighting my grill. The first day is 70 degrees. It's getting really close. Today is like 62. Today I could almost put it on. If I was home today, I might have considered to find up some burgers at least. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is take the cover off. It's right. Because, you know, I got that, that, you know, the the grill you're supposed to have, you know, the gas. So you just take the cover off, turn the knob, boom. And you know what I'm saying? You. What is, what yeah, is, that's what, what you're talking about, your gas grill, bro. Yeah, gas grill. <laughs> bro, listen, everybody knows you're not, you, well, you're not barbecuing as you got charcoal. Bro, look, I, look, I'm, you I'm, cooking I'm, out, you I'm, got I'm, gas grill. I'm not, I'm not 17. I don't have three hours to wait for the coal to heat up, turn white. I want, I want, I want boom, turn the knob, bang. Burgers is done in eight minutes. Well, you ain't have burgers in eight minutes. You're right. Unless I, go, I could if I go in the kitchen and cook. It's the same thing. Oh, it's not the same It's thing. the same thing. It's not the it's same, the same thing. thing. You got gas with a flame. Yeah. That's the kitchen stove. You cook it with fire regardless. Exactly. That's out cook. That's a cookout. You took your stove and you took it outside. No, they're not taking it outside. It's <laughs> a grill. <laughs> you cook it out. It's a grill. It says grill on the... On the, on the name, okay. right on the lid. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, let's give it up for the barbecue season anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro, let's get into it. What's good in the hood, bro? People got their stimulus money. Stimulus money. I need my stimulus check, yeah. <laughs> well, all the people out here with their stimulus money, I tell you, it's not a crab leg left in the sea. Oh, not a crab leg, not a pair of Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't get a PS5 or 4, you a ain't PS5, getting it. Yeah, yeah. You ain't no Xbox. iPhone. Smartwatch. <laughs> yo, I just, yo, they signed this bill, and the first thing came to mind was Red Lobster is going to run their special. Red Lobster. Wow. <laughs> wow. Red Lobster is one of the happiest people there is right now. Wow, Red Lobster? Red Lobster. Yeah. You know, people think, you know, they're going to get their seafood, you know. Mm, they get their lobster and they scrimp. Yeah, absolutely, mm. bro. <laughs> butter sauce and butter garlic sauce. Well, yeah, think about this. Some truffles on the side. <laughs> people getting $1,400. Then if they, they got a kid, they get $1,400. Mm-hmm. They, they get $1,400. Yeah, a family of four can get as much as almost $6,000. I hope these people take this money and do the right thing. And People that are really struggling out here, pay their bills, they can get caught up on and um, take care of some necessities to get, you know what I'm saying, to keep their, them to keep themselves afloat. I mean, you have to, though. I mean, you, you, bro, you can't crack crab in a dark apartment. You got to be able to see the crab to know what you're cracking. You can crack a crab in the dark apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be eating crab by the little light you got in the kitchen, bro. People will turn the iPhone phone on, put the light on, crack a crab, have some um, some wine if they want to sit up here or beer or whatever, and they're good. Light a candle. Ah, uh, sad. Trying uh, to make it romantic. Some people might do that. Oh, absolutely. People might do that. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, bills do get paid. 
uh, food gets bought, clothes get bought. You know, people do the, the right thing with it. I, I got this opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to, to kind of, that's not a lot of money, but opportunity to square a couple things up. Yeah, that's true, that's to make, true. To make the burden a little less when things do start going back to the way it was. Well, I hope people, like I said, people do the right thing and get back on point. Okay, the next thing, bro, is we talked about this, and this is something I really want to get into. <laughs> and this is uh, the situation with Deshaun Watson. We're going to bring this back up in the sports section, but, you know, I just wanted to touch on this right now and on how uh, how things are, are getting a little out of hand. And I think, you know, from my from my opinion and my point of what I heard, this is a straight setup that this man is never going to recover from. You know, they got this lawyer is out here making um, accusations that it, everybody can see is a money grab. You know what I'm saying? To, to to kill this man's character. And the way the way the society is right now, all you need all you need is an accusation. It doesn't have to be true or not. No, the accusation itself just just really that's enough, that's enough to to hurt you deep. Exactly. You can destroy a person off an accusation. Especially it, a person that's in the limelight like that. Oh, absolutely. Even if even if the vindication comes. The damage is still already done. Like even if even if this go down the rabbit hole of this situation and gets cleared and find out this is completely fabricated and it was an absolute money grab, that that he's still gonna get that look from some people with the eyebrow raise, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not gonna be able to wash that stain off. You're never gonna wash that stain off. And and you know, this this man I can see if it's somebody who had questionable character, but everything about this man has been Nothing but positive. Ever since he was a high school kid, yeah, you haven't heard anything till now. That's exactly, like the first time hearing something. The first time he got paid as an NFL player, the first thing he did was took care of the people who worked for the team in the lunchroom, paid their bills for the year. Because I believe that's when they first had that storm down there, and some people was um, um, out of out of out of their homes. They lost some things, so he made sure he took care of that. He took his first check that he made as an NFL player. And donate it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And you want me to believe that he asked someone for a massage and asked him to massage his glutes. And she says she don't do that. And he goes, okay, I'm sorry. And okay, I'm, I apologize if that's not what you're into. But this is what I like. So thank you, but no thank you. That's constitute as harassment now? Or, or inappropriate behavior? I mean, if you're talking to a masseuse about the type of masseuse you're looking for, you got to find out if she's a masseuse for you. Regardless if you're trying to make it nasty and make it a sexual massage or if it's just a professional massage, whether it be just because some people just enjoy getting massages, some people get them for actual medical reasons, Mm -hmm. and that, the dude is a football player. So he's going to need every aspect of his body tended to. Correct. And so to ask, you know, I, I don't, especially being an athlete, Saying that, do you mind massaging his glutes? Especially the way he phrased it. Right. He goes, use the metaphor, he called them glutes. Like the the, the, the fitness term. Mm-hmm. He didn't say ass. He didn't say butt, whatever he said, would, you, would also would that include my glutes? Right. He said anything about his genitals, as far as I know, about being massaged. Right. So he's still talking about aspects <clears> of his body. That a lot of people get massaged during the massage in a non sexual manner. Like the arms where you get that full body massage. Right. The, the glutes and everything, the glutes, the hammies, you know what I'm saying, everything. 
Correct. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, um, Deshaun Watson is an NFL football player for the Houston Texans. And the backstory on this and why um, it sounds a little shady is um, maybe about a month, two months ago, Deshaun Watson had asked for a trade from the Houston Texans. And um, they don't want to trade him, but he basically declared he don't want to play for the team anymore because of disagreements that he had with the team. And he never was out of character, never disrespect anyone, just asked for a trade. And for this to come out now, when just when free agency just about to start and, and the draft season has come up, just sounds a little shaky to me. And the fact that no one is now they're saying, first it started out was one, then it went to three. The last I heard is, is 12. The lawyer come out saying it's as much as 20. But no one called the cops. No one made a complaint. Yeah, no one filed their own. No, nothing. No one we'll filed their own claim. No one filed their claim. And the, and the timing. That's what do. The timing is very... Shaky. Suspect. Right. But um, I hope he comes out of this. He'll never get his reputation back because, like I said, once the claim is made, that's it. Because the story is going... The story is getting bigger and bigger. And then whatever the outcome... But if he's guilty, the outcome's going to be bigger. But if he's innocent, you're never going to hear as much noise as you're hearing now about the accusation. And every time his name come up, the first thing that's going to, well, I ain't going to say the first thing, but one of the things that's going to be said is that's the guy who was accused of, you know. It'll be in the back of people's minds. Some correct. Some people in the back of their minds when he, uh, when his name is brought up. I mean, he, it, it depends on how ridiculous this gets. I mean, if it, if, if it really doesn't get too deep before we find out like this was, this is all staged. This was just a, like I said, just a money grab for an ambulance chasing lawyer or for, you know, the, the, whatever. The reason would be for, you know, to get this money. He might be able to with some work or whatever because it, it, he doesn't have a bad reputation to begin with, but there's always going to be the people that, that raise that eyebrow when he walks into the room or you know, whenever you hear that name. Yeah, but the lawyer itself is known as being an ambulance chaser. His whole, he made his name mm-hmm. on 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 suits like this and being successful and taking these type of charges to court. So for him to do this, you know, it's, it's more of a, like I said, anybody that followed the whole story, raising their eyebrows like, wait a minute, like this just seems shady. And right now, people don't want to talk about it because, you know, right now it's a big woman push and a woman shouldn't be silent or shouldn't be intimidated for accusations. And there's been a ton of, you know, things that happened with women, with men. Yeah, people don't want to be accused of, of uh, you know, victim blaming or victim shaming. Right. They don't want to be that guy either. Um, because, like I said, if there is some, some truth to this, you don't want to have that person not be heard. Correct. You know, you definitely want them to be heard. But, um, yeah, I just, I, just, I just wanted to touch on this because this is, to me, if this turns out to be false, I think it sets... Some pe- in some people's mind, it's going to just basically have women looked at as, again, as a gold digger. They was out, you know, to try to get a money grab and, you know, this, this, and that. And, you know, some things may not be taken as, you know, serious as the stuff that should be because of, you know, situations like this. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, I just get a bad vibe about it. And, you know, I just have conversations with different people, with different guys and different women and, you know, a lot of guys be like, hey, yo, I don't even want to work with women now because of certain things I can't say 
because they may take it as a certain, you know, taken in a different way. Yeah, you, they, they've not only have they, it's one thing to reset the bar. It's another thing to blur the bar to the point where you don't even know where it is now. Right. Because yeah, you're right, you don't know what to say. So the only alternative is to not say nothing, especially especially in the work setting. If it's not about work, then we, we have nothing to talk about. I'm not gonna ask you what you had for lunch. Did you enjoy lunch? Did you did you watch a new episode of of of, of 911 last night? I'm not, and if it's not about work, I'm not bringing anything up because you don't know what could be taken out of context. True. Because <clears throat> it's easy to say from somebody looking in when you hear a certain situation, oh, they should have known better than to say something like that. The, the flagrant stuff, yeah, it's obvious to know. Come on, you knew that was something supposed to be said. But then some people taking like. The smallest thing that that most people consider a thing and making it now a thing like what that that's a thing. So even like when I first heard about the Wasser thing and the massage, I'm thinking that something happened in the massage room. Did he turn over with a like and put it on the table? Right. Whatever. But when I heard it, didn't even get to the point where they even meet up. This is a straight text message. And the racist part about the text message, if you want to call it that, is that he asked if she if she massages glutes. And I've been dragging the court over that text message. I'm like, yeah, that's like they haven't. We set the bar. They, they've hit it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't know what the bar is anymore. Yeah, and then they're putting it and then throwing it out in front of you right before you <clears throat> take your next step. Yeah. Like the old school throwing the spikes in the wheel on, on the bicycle <laughs> to make the bike flip over. Yeah. It's like people just walking and, mm, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, it's crazy. But, all right, let's. All right, bro. The main topic of this segment is, uh, of the day is. What is the, what is the definition of a 50-50 relationship? So, Brian, I'm asking you, what is your definition of a 50-50 relationship? Well, just, just for the sake of being difficult, because I enjoy doing that sometimes, I'm going to say the textbook definition is where everything's split down the middle. Just like the, the original point of the phrase 50-50. He takes care of half, or she takes care of half. Or, let me correct, one person takes care of half, and the other person takes care of the other half. That, not only the technical definition in my mind, it's 50-50. Two people working together keep the team strong. Okay, so when you say two people work together to keep the team strong, 50-50 mm-hmm. financial or 50-50 everything? I'm 50-50 everything. Okay. Financial... Domestic, if that's something to do with the kids, like 50 50 everything. Okay. See, I have a different outlook on 50 50. Because you know me, I'm for the sake of an argument. That's this is what I do. Okay. But no, nah, seriously, um, um, my definition of a 50 50 is I can't expect my partner to make as much as me. So everything 50-50 um, can be split down the middle and we both live comfortably the way we want to. I just think that maybe it's acting a little unrealistic. Well, you're taking that too literal. Well, I know, I mean. but I'm just saying, when you split down with some people, want things split down the middle. Mm-hmm. So me, it's okay. If I'm financially stronger, then, you know, I handle majority of that aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
to me, 50-50 to me is wherever I'm weak, you, you can be strong in that aspect. Wherever you're weak, I can be strong in that aspect. Meaning... I don't know if people don't like the term weak. Uh, the usage well, of the word weak in that well, in that context. Well, it listen, it is what it is. This is my definition. You know. <laughs> so me personally, I'm not strong in the you know, building foundation of a of a of the child, spending the time and all that giving attention. I'm not I, I need work in that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest with myself. I need work in that part. Uh-huh. If something need to be paid for or whatever stuff, I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, coming up with different things to do, the planning and everything and stuff like that, to activities and everything, I'm like, shit, um, let's go to the park. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I'm quick. Okay, what do you want to do? Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you want to do? That's me. So, if, if, you're, if, you, if you can't cook, I'll cook. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm cooking, you know, you, you can do the dishes. I know I'm going to get myself in trouble with that later. <laughs> you know. So if I'm cooking, you know, you may do the dishes. You may do the laundry. So I'm going to take care of, you know, some other things. So it will be a partnership, but it won't. And it's 50-50 because I don't want no one that's behind me. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. we need to work on a, a partnership where it's 50-50, but not in the down the line, you know, things on paper, well, actually, you know, this, I, this, and that. Well, we have to find well, roles. Even down the line, and that's why I asked me if you said just financial, and I said everything, because it's it's a 50% contribution from both people. I mean, 100% contribution for both people. Right. So it, it's fluid. So it means that if there's somebody that does the laundry, it doesn't mean that person is the one that does the laundry. Right. That means that the other person never touches the laundry. And no, if you're doing the laundry today... And I, I can do this, whether it be, you know, I can cook tonight or, or um, if you got hardwood floors, I'll, I'll do the floors today. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like I said, the dishes or, and it, it can trade. Or like, you know, I'll cut the grass. Grass can be cut. I cut the grass. One day if I'm working, I'm getting home late, the grass really needs to be cut. But I want somebody that will go out there mm-hmm. and she'll cut the grass. I'm not saying that, oh, no, no, that, that's, not, that's not what I do. You're, you're the grass cutter. No, I want that. So, so when I say 50, it's fluid, meaning that when I said two people doing what they need to do yeah. to keep the team strong. See, I I, I want so, that. So I like, I, like, I like what they call hybrids. Oh, I, I get it. A hybrid relationship. I mean, anybody can jump anywhere and, oh, you can't do this today? Okay, I can do that. You can't get to that today? Oh, I can get that today. See, see, I'm 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 funny. I want defined roles. So <laughs> so I know how to plan out my 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 day, my mm-hmm. week. I know I got to do this. I know I got to do this. I know I need, I need to do this. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, if you can't, I won't chip in and step in. Or when I can't, you got no chip in and step in. Mm-hmm. But I just like to define role where, you know, it's it's a 50-50 partnership where we like a a, a, a well-oiled machine just moving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be where, okay, well, um, we got our mortgage. Our mortgage 1600 You give me eight. Um, I put in eight. You know, okay, I cook, you got the dishes. Or you do the dishes, I dry. You know, I rake the leaves, you bag. No, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I take it, you take care of this stuff, I take care of this stuff. And we go from there. It's just a partnership where we well, just see, basically I, going I, from I, I need to define both. I, I agree with you like that. You take care of this stuff, I take care of that stuff. Just for me, that the stuff doesn't have to be the same stuff. Right. 
Like I said, even with talking about as far as the bills, and one person might be in a financially better situation than the other person, then you can still split the bills. Like the dude financially stronger, mm-hmm. or just makes more, whatever. Say, all right, I can take care of the mortgage, and I'll take care of the cars. Mm-hmm. Then the other person be like, all right, bet I can take care of the power, the water, cable bill. Right. You know, and, st- and that's still to me that's still equal contribution to the finances of the house. Absolutely. So it's equal to the point where <clears throat> I'm not saying it's a thing, but you have the money necessary for you to live your life, for you to have your extras and whatever it is that you want to do. If you big and going to get your nails done, your hair done, and everything and stuff like that, I don't want I don't want it to be for me where. You have to feel dependent. I'm going to take care of that stuff on my end so you're able to do what you want to do on your end as long as we're communicating what's our likes and dislikes, the stuff that, you know, our hobbies. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. So if you have your hobby of basically your hair, your nails, you want to go shopping, you want to do this, you can plan your stuff out of that. You know, we, you can contribute a certain amount to the, you know what I'm saying, to the cause or whatever is that's going on, but I'm going to take care of the rest of it. I don't want it to feel you feel as if, okay, you're dependent on me. I don't want to be dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just a fact of, okay, as a team, this is the play. Yeah, I mean, you, say, you don't want to be dependent on, but right. you, you want to be counted on. Or at least looking at life. Well, I don't even want to be counted on. But, I don't even want it to be, as I don't want to use the term as counted on. It's just, yeah, this is just has, our play. This is just to count on the fact that you're going to be able to execute them. Right. Well, I want a partner to know we can execute. Yeah, I'm saying, but both people know that no execution is that's something you can rely on. Right. Because there's a lot of people out there with partners that are dropping that goddamn ball every time they get to that one yard line. <laughs> you know you calling them Romo? You calling them Romo? Romo, Tony Barber, whatever you want to call them. Tony Romo. Whatever you know, and, I, and that, that starts to that gets frustrating. You're right. So, so. What I find, because I like, you know me, I like to have conversations with different people and bring up different topics. Mm-hmm. And um, what I find, there's a lot of people that are not consistent in what they want when you start talking about 50-50 relationships. Because, like now, there's more women work than ever before. Mm-hmm. So there are some guys who go, well, I want the woman to play her role in, in the relationship, but not understanding, well, she's out working too, and she's... You know, maybe coming home later than you. It's not right. It's not fair in your 50-50 aspect to say, okay, you got to cook, clean, and do this and that. But you, you sitting on the couch all day playing PlayStation. I mean, beyond the 50-50, <laughs> aspect, beyond the 50-50 aspect, it's not even right as the love and respect you have for your partner. Right. To know that, just for number's sake, she gets home two hours later than you do. And then when she get home, the house ain't straight. Ain't no food cooking. And you're looking at her like, babe, I'm hungry. And the house is a little messy. What the hell you guys been doing for the last two hours? Well, and the man's man is going to go, well, that's your job. Well, he can say that, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, other man, like, you telling me you're a grown ass and sitting there hungry for two hours because you're waiting for your, your, your significant other to come home and make you a meal. Yeah. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of survival happens is that? You think that me, even if I was a selfish dude, right. to the point where I'm not sitting there for two hours hungry. Mm-hmm. 
I make myself something to eat. Even the selfish dude don't think don't take her into consideration and make enough for both of us. But I'll be goddamn right. I'm gonna sit there for two hours hungry when there's food in the fridge. Or there's money in my pocket, I go get something. I'm gonna sit there. I'm, I'm starving, but your, your wife be home in like two hours and so she'll cook. Because no, it's like she can get home in two hours. Right. And then she gotta cook the meal. It's nice tomorrow. I might be eating for another three hours and I'm hungry now. I wish I would sit there waiting on somebody else. To come put food in my belly. <laughs> okay, so what if the guy goes, um, well, that was our agreed upon, you know what I'm saying, uh, that's our play. Can't adapt. But, you know, some guys, you know, I, listen, <clears throat> some guys, will, you know, just want it a certain way. They want 50-50. They have what I call old school values but a contemporary mindset. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the reasons why some relationships are, you know, goes through, you know, some issues. What's the point I was going to bring up? Look, if you find somebody that likes to play the game the same way you do, and both of you are cool with it, your, your woman or your, your partner don't mind coming home two hours later than you've been, and then having to prep dinner, mm-hmm. and then maybe straighten up the house in between prepping dinner, or possibly doing the laundry in between prepping dinner, and they don't have a problem with it, then, you know, continue to live your life as you see fit. Okay. So, but it sounds like you talk about people where the views, they're not on the same page. Well, I don't think they're on the same page because a lot of people don't know what they really want. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, um, some people would say certain things because that's just the thing to say. That's what they was, that's what they heard growing up. That might be, you know, whatever it is, you know, they just been around and they just going with the, what's hot right now topic. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people really go into, you know, what it is that worked for them and really, um, you know, work on that. They just, you know, like, hey, I saw this happen in, in X, Y, and Z. So my question to you is, Should that be a deal breaker? If you with someone and you're looking for a 50-50 relationship, but you're not getting, you're not on the same page for the play that you want to run, is that a deal breaker? I mean, if, if that was never part of the original deal, it absolutely could be. So when do, so when do. I mean, what I'm saying is, when you when you with someone, especially when you get to the point we're about to talk about cohabitating, mm-hmm. conversations have to be had about how this is gonna work. You can't, what? Just, you can't just move in and just assume everybody's gonna know their role. You gotta have that players meeting. And then you gotta watch film. You know what I'm saying? Like you have you have to have that conversation about how this is how are we going to work before you even do it. Go planning. Right. You can't just jump into it and say, yeah, we're going to do this, and then get in there and be like, well, why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing that? Because that's what other women in my life did when I was growing up. That's basically what I'm getting to. I don't think a lot of people have those conversations when they decide to move in together on what is the role. I think it's just an assumption. <laughs> it's true. But you, with the choice of words, once again, I don't know if people respond to when they say, what is the role? You can't even clean up with responsibilities. 
That's what I. That's what I would say. That you have two people doing what needs to be done mm-hmm. to keep the team strong. So when you want to talk about even finances, all right, you first move and you want to talk about right, how how the bills are get paid. Some people one that's stronger financially might be a lot stronger financially will say I can take care of all the finances, and the other person might say all right, I take care of everything else about the house, as far as cooking, cleaning, you know, laundry. All that stuff. Other people might split up their bills. Okay, so let me rephrase the question. But the conversation needs to be had. The conversation needs to be had. So, once the conversation is being had, mm-hmm. and you're not liking the play design, should that be a deal breaker? Well, um, <laughs> so you tell me as the conversation is going on, one person not liking the way the, the game plan is being drawn out. Yeah. Well, you got to keep having the conversation. But what if someone is just steadfast and this is what I want, this is what it is? Because you hear a lot of... A lot no, of no, and, and eventually, even if they don't recognize it then, mm-hmm. eventually it's, it's not going to work. Somebody's going to pull the parachute. So is it a deal breaker? I said, it can be. For me, would it be a deal breaker in that situation you're describing? Where, where we're trying to have a conversation about how it's going to go, and the person's like, no, it's going to go like this, it's going to go like that, 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 and that's absolutely the way I have to have it. And I don't agree with seven of the eight things you just fucking said. Yeah, this is parachute. <laughs> parachute? Jumping out the plane. You talking about my choice of words? Parachute? <laughs> Jumping out the plane. Pulling up, pulling the ripcord, I'm out of here. So it is a deal breaker. For me, it would be, yeah. Okay. okay. Not for everybody. <laughs> I got Some people might say, oh, you know, We'll, we'll just go see how it works. Some people do that and acquiesce to it and wind up they can live with it. Other people, instead of having a hard conversation there, yeah. roll with it because for the sake of the situation and then two or three just down the line. Oh. Parachute. <laughs> you out. Yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm thinking back when the first time um, I moved in with... With with uh, uh with my partner, and um, we never had that conversation. Never had the conversation. We never had the conversation. It was wow. just it was just an assumption. Wow. I'm being honest. Just most people. I went in. I went into my situation where course. I I saw the picture that my mother and father painted, mm-hmm. and I thought. That was the play. You Southern boys. Hey, listen. (laughs) I'm just telling you the truth. I went in with that was the play. Mm -hmm. Okay. My dad went to work. My mom. My mom stayed home. You know, he went. He he came home. He had his check. A woman today will love this, but nah. This was when I called the audible. My dad would go to work, get paid, come home, hand my mom's his check. Mm She'll go cash it, put it in the bank, hand my pops what he needed for the week. And then she'll take the rest of the money and take care of the bills of the house and the, the savings and everything. Yeah, I, that's when I call, you know, Blue 82. <laughs> Blue 82. <laughs> Hot route. Hot check, check, <laughs> check, check. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not handing anyone my check di- right now and saying, okay, give me what I need for the week and you take care of it. Nah, I don't have that much faith. 
You know? no, I mean, I mean, obviously your father trusted your mother to, to hold that, everything down. Correct. So that was the play that I saw when I first moved in, except that part. You know, I had a problem mm-hmm. with that part. I called the order with that. You didn't have the conversation. But I made sure all the bills was paid. You mm-hmm. know, I made sure, you know, there's food on the table, you know, this, this, and that. And I expected her to do what I saw my mom do. And then when she didn't do that, it was a problem for me. Like, what the hell are you doing all day? How and, the hell uh, you expect somebody mm-hmm. to do some to do everything your mom did and, and, and not being your mom? Especially Immat- without having the conversation. Immaturity? <laughs> Delusional is you know, what I, was, I would say. I was 19. 20, no, I was 21. Yeah, that's 22. Early. That's early. But I'm just saying, it was the immaturity in me mm-hmm. didn't think of having the conversation. So I, that's, I'm just using my my situation as, you know, the example that I believe that a lot of people have. is They don't have those conversations. They just go in with the assumptions. No, you're right. Because now, in my situation, is on the other, other scale of things. I was older. Way older than 19. 22. 22. Yeah. I'm not going to say how much older, but way older than 22. And we had... Several, dare I say many, mm-hmm. conversations about how it was going to go before we actually finally went and did it. So you had a, you have a partner. Yeah. See, I don't think, see, that's something we need to get into with this 50-50, with the partners. What do you mean? Because I think a lot of people don't look at their significant other as their partner. In order for you to have a 50-50 relationship, you need to recognize this is your partner, not your adversary. Absolutely. Okay, so... Absolutely. Exactly. Adversaries don't... don't. Nah, I mean, who's moving in with the adversary? Listen, there's a lot of adversary relationships out here. I mean, now, if I was going into it not knowing <laughs> this is my adversary, but if I'm going in there with feeling this is my adversary, I'm not going in there. Listen, there's a lot of people... <laughs> a lot of people don't realize they're their adversary until, you know, mm-hmm. it goes wrong. But if you have a true partner, then you can have a 50-50 relationship because you will come to an understanding on what needs to be done and you basically, you, both of you will just do what needs to be done for the house mm-hmm. to making sure that not only am I good, but are you good. If you don't have that, then it's very difficult to have a 50-50 relationship. I don't care what anybody says. You can, you can have defined roles. You can say this. You can, have, you can say that because... If you go and you're doing everything you're supposed to do on your design play, but when you come home, you you don't feel at peace. Mm-hmm. You basically have this tension going back and on. I'm not saying all the time, just be going this, this, and that. When you sit up being like, I need to get out of here, go get a drink. Mm-hmm. That's not a partner. That's your adversary. <laughs> if they're making you feel like that, yeah. That's yeah, your adversary. Exactly, yeah. So I don't think that's what I mean when I say people don't don't know that they need to be partners instead of adversaries. They are steady basically jockeying for, you know, everybody's power power play, trying to like, you know, like the relationship. There's there's no there's no power play. No nobody's looking to have a stronger role over the other person. No no nobody's like like, you know. My way to highway type shit. No, 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 that's going on. No, I don't and think I it's... think a lot of people struggle for power. I mean, motherfuckers fight over the remote. 
Where you going to eat? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where you going to eat? It's like, you know. But but you're right when I think when it comes to average because you have some people that try to play partner and the other person just refuses to acquiesce, just refuses to join in. Like, say, for instance, where you going to eat? Okay, this week we go out to eat. We go someplace where I know you prefer. Then the next time we go out to eat, as being fair and being 50-50, mm-hmm. we'll go somewhere to eat that I prefer. And then you have people with that mentality. But then the other person's like, no, when we go out to eat, we go in here because that's where I like to eat. And not willing to say, okay, we went where I wanted to go last week. Now this time we go where you want to go. Right. They want to do everything their way, have it done their way, at their time frame, at their liking, at their convenience, at their preference. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You know, it's not gonna work. But yeah, if you gotta like, be willing to give as much as you get. Yeah, but people want to be the dominant figure in within the relationship. I'm saying because they look at relationships wrong. This this is not a sparring match. This is not a power struggle. You guys be working towards the same goal. That's a partner. Yes, that's a partner. And you have to have a conversation about what the goal is. And then you understand what happens. when you decide what the goal is, and you both decide committed to achieving that goal, then you understand what has to be done, and it, should, it shouldn't be a problem doing what has to be done. Unless somebody call an audible. Unless somebody call an audible. But then there better be a legitimate reason for calling that audible. Because because if there's if there's something up, then instead of calling the audible, you should call a timeout. Okay. Instead of disrupting the play, you have to pause and like, wait a minute, I have some concerns. Instead of just coming in and like ignoring the coach, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and and and, 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 and you know, running a whole other play that he never called in the first, place. or that wasn't not even so wasn't discussed in the first place. Right. Okay. So I want to break this down into since everything is old school, new school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Old school, fifty fifty was guy went out to work, women stayed home, take home, take care of the, the kids in the house. Yeah. New school, both go out and work. Then what? Then what? That's a match. What's the new school 50-50? My opinion? Yes. If both go out to work, mm-hmm. then whoever gets home first starts, starts gets the ball running. Right, you went out there did your work thing, now you come here and do the home thing. Right. And I'm saying there's always something that has to be done when you come home. I mean, if, if if you know you get home first and you don't feel like cooking, you can call your partner and say, hey, I don't feel like cooking tonight. So either you feel like cooking or we ordering out. Simple solution. Mm-hmm. Decide to order out, bet. You know what? I'll even go pick it up. So when you get home, it's here. I'll, keep, I'll eat my shit now because I'm hungry and I'll keep yours and put it in the oven at like 150 degrees so it's warm when you get in. These are simple solutions. It doesn't have to turn into a battlefield. <laughs> Stuff like that. But yeah, you home first, do something. But Even if you don't do everything. Mm-hmm. Like even if there's a couple things that need to be tended to in the house. And you came home and did one. And then went to chilling. At least you did something. Can't say what you've been doing all day. Like, I, I did this. This is on the list. I knocked it off the list. Nah, I worked hard today. I'm going to sit home and watch some TV or whatever it is you do. Play PlayStation. Okay. 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 But you know that's not how it goes. Some people does. 
Some pe- some people do, some but people doesn't. But you know, I'm gonna say the majority. Because there, I don't think the majority really understand what a fifty-fifty relationship is. But, Old school or new school. But, saying, but even without giving it a label, mm-hmm. of fifty-fifty, you, you guys are two people living together, cohabitating, whatever. Even if you take the kids out, out of the equation, they don't even have kids. So you come, like I said, you come home. You come home first, and you do what? Because you know, as a, as a grown person, you know, at some point tonight, at the very least, you got to eat. If you walk into a house that's not straight, the possibility you can straighten up the house. So I mean, like, so to so people with that mentality, where are you expecting this this relationship to go? And if you're the dude that comes in, or the person that comes in, changes their clothes, and goes do whatever they call chilling, and then the other person come home, and you expect them to do everything, you you shrugged off. Absolutely. How long do you think that's gonna work? Or the picture, what was the, what was the, uh, all depends on what was the picture that was painted when they was growing up. Nope, that brings back to a, a previous conversation I had. Where I said sometimes you got to outgrow your upbringing. You're right. But some people don't realize it. And unfortunately, those are the people that probably going to be miserable in every relationship they, <laughs> they enter. <laughs> and so they realize you got to start giving a shit about the other person too. You yeah, you gotta give it stuff about the other person. But like I said, like like I said, I'm only gonna talk off my experience. And I thought I saw a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. My parents was together fifty years. It worked. Mm-hmm. Then I never seen them argue. You know, they may have had like a little back and forth, but they never showed us like they yeah. wasn't a team. There Pretty was much. never like you know nothing that they showed in front of us. Pretty much the same thing I went through. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. To me, I'm like, okay, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is, this is a, a successful relationship. Between two people. Between two people. That are not you and your wife. Not you and Once your partner. again, that part didn't come into existence yet. But it was just successful relationship between two people. My assumption was it was like that everywhere. <laughs> Once on, you again. Had have, you had to have friends that Once, didn't have the same sweet deal that you had with your family. Once again, the immaturity in me. And they cared what was going on with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never looked at their parents, you know, as what was going on between them or whatever it is and stuff like that. I'm like, you, or, never, you never go to a friend house playing and things or whatever and you in the house and like just realize like, yeah, this this shit's fucked up over here. Like you Well, I look yes. I'm like I'm glad I don't live here. Well, yes. And my and my mindset was that's not a successful relationship. So for me, not thinking that was successful for them. Mm-hmm. To me, that wasn't a successful relationship. What I saw at home was a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. So when I went out on my own, I went to emulate what I saw and what I thought was a successful relationship. Understandable. Okay. Now, the part that I didn't calculate into it was what was her picture of what a successful relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said. That was the immaturity on my behalf of not having that conversation and just went with assumption. Mm-hmm. I just assumed she saw what I saw. So that's why when I said, when I say, um, I think people go in and don't have those conversations because they're going with assumptions. It's because they just go off what they see, what they've been around majority of their time. And if they parents are together, it's because of this. 
this picture that they see is what works. Not the fact that that worked for them. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's it. So, I'm, I'm like I said, I know my faults. I was like, no, yo. I, said, I, I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. for the uh, benefit of the conversation, like, yeah, people, because I was going to bring that up, you brought it up. People, exactly, have their interpretation of what sexual relationship was based on their life experiences. Right. But then you also take take into consideration that the person you're with had their own life experiences. And they, and they have a perception of, if they've, We'll show an example of what a, mm-hmm. what a successful relationship is like based on what they seen and went through, the, through their childhood and their upbringing. So in that situation, what would cause friction is that it looks like the one person is not taking the other person's point of view or experiences or, or, or their childhood into consideration and just broad stroking the whole thing with how they came up. That is exactly what I did. <laughs> That is exactly and, what and I did. For a lot of couples, that can that can be that causes a lot of friction. I'm being honest. Another person feels like their their feelings are not being regarded. I, that is exactly what I did, and it was you know what? Um, who raised you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You were you were not being a good representation of how you were brought up. In my mind, I thought I was. See that, that that's the that's the funny thing about it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Listen, I'm being honest. You thought you were emulating two people that showed regard for each other, but in your attempt to emulate it, you weren't showing regard. Yes. That's what I'm saying, how ironic. It is ironic. (laughs) And I'm being, like I said, this is my truth. Mm -hmm. This is when I was, when I was 22 years old, it was, listen, this is what I saw. You you don't know what you're talking about. This is what it is. (laughs) This is what's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. This is a, they've been together well, at the time. They was together like thirty some years, forty years. But this is supposed to work. You need to get on board with this, so we can be like they were. Mm-hmm. And you know, she couldn't see that picture. Resistance. No, it wasn't. No, I'm not going to say resistance. It was just. It was like I was speaking another language. Mm-hmm. Because the person I was with at that time. I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't go through and go through the landscape or the whole scenario of, like I said, taking her situation into account. You know what I'm saying? She came from a situation that wasn't as together as my situation, mm-hmm. you know, and she didn't, like I said, she couldn't see that picture because that's, she had never that, seen it. She'd never seen it. What she saw was something totally different and she act out what she saw and when i acted out what i what i saw it didn't match it wasn't like you know like oil and vinegar it just don't you know order and water whatever oil and vinegar is good as hell but order and water not so much but (laughs) (laughs) but you know it didn't it didn't match so it caused us to be adversaries Mm -hmm. instead of coming together and be partners we became adversaries and then in your turn I pulled the parachute. Parachute. But now, but we had something in the middle because we had a kid. Mm-hmm. Which caused us to become more adversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even more friction. Right. So, you know, if we would have had that conversation in the in the beginning when we decided, and I think even if we had the big picture that conversation in the beginning, 
it was a little late because we was already further along in the in the process. Mm-hmm. So when should you have that conversation about what play should be ran if you're talking about living together or becoming 50-50? Whether or not you husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, you should have it before you make a move. Like, um, like I said, as far as living together, you should have these conversations before you actually move in together. Right. You know, but once, let's say you've moved in together and like the situation you run into, like she had her view, you had your view and it wasn't matching up and heads were being bumped and, and plays weren't being executed. Well, even at that point, somebody can say, all right, time out, time out. We, we need to discuss some things here. Because we just, we keep fighting ourselves and we keep going in circles and nothing's getting accomplished. So you can still have the conversation at that point. I said, all right, lay, lay out how you think it's supposed to go. I'll lay out how I think it's supposed to go. And hopefully we can be somewhere in the middle where, where both parties are, are satisfied and can now work on achieving a new goal that we just we just set together. Right. But you can't just keep going and going and going and, and thinking one day you're going to wake up and it's all going to be figured out. So it's never too late to have the conversation. I think the earlier you have it, the better. Okay. Just in case somebody does parachute. Right. You don't want to look at it as time wasted. Because, like, that shit, we could have had this conversation two, three years ago. You think we, it should be that long? We, hmm? You think it should be that long, two, three years? I'm saying, however, whenever somebody decides that, all right, you know what, enough. We need, we need to talk about this because it ain't going right. It could be three months, six months, year and a half, two days. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think the earlier you have the conversation, the better, because sometimes you might have a conversation and realize, you know, this, that's not gonna work, and save yourself the pain and aggravation and money. Even going through the process of moving in to find out six later we moving back out because it's just this wasn't gonna work. Okay, so do you think you can have a long term relationship knowing that you can't be in a fifty fifty relationship under one roof? Can you be in a long-term relationship? Basically, y'all living in separate places. Within the same, under the same roof? No. So you think, can you have a long-term relationship can you be in a without long- living together? Yes. Okay, why not? Actually, I think some relationships would have lasted longer than they did if the two people were living like that. But I don't see why it couldn't work. Cause I, I don't think because I think somebody one of the others gonna be looking for the next step. If they both agree, mm-hmm. that you know what us living under the same roof is not gonna work, and you know you keep your place, I keep my place, and that's the play. Yes, but I just think somewhere along the line, somebody's gonna want more, or in the in the terms a commitment. To where something like that is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. So do you think that would be able to go? Well, because see what happened in that situation that you're just talking about. When somebody reaches that pinnacle of the relationship wanting more, that's when you have the conversation. But what if you, I'm saying that, after that, you have the conversation. That, what do you mean after? 
after you have the conversation. What's been established? What's and it's been established. No, what's been established after you have it. After you have the conversation. After you have the conversation, it's been established. It's not gonna work. Living under the same. Under, roof. Under, living under the same roof. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, could you have a long term relationship after that conversation has basically taken place? Absolutely not. Both parties are still in agreement. I mean, the one person that wanted more, and you have the one person that, that likes things the way they are, mm-hmm. but if you have the conversation, and both of you come to an agreement that it ain't going to work under the same roof, then usually the outcome is either going to be somebody's pulling a parachute, or you decided that, you know what, as much as I want more, it's good the way it is, so you know, let's just keep rocking like that. Now, that, that, that topic might be brought up again in the future. Right. And conversations will be had. And maybe by that time the other person is open up to the idea. Or probably at that point definitely somebody's going to pull the parachute. Especially if it's something to keep bringing up because the one person, if they like it the way it is and the, the, the other person, the one roof person keeps coming every couple of years with that shit, you can get tired of having to have that conversation. All right, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with that at all. I don't, I don't, that's not a lifestyle I want to live. And he's going to be out. Or they're going to be out. Okay. But can that type of relationship last long term? Two separate households? Yeah, why not? I don't think so. Why not? I don't think so. Because it's going to. I mean, beside the point, not to cut you off, but beside the point you just brought about somebody else wanting more. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about two people on the same page. I don't think so. You think eventually somebody's going to want more? I think eventually outside forces. From either family or friends, it's going to come into play, and it's going to start questioning the level of commitment. Well, people, see, people got to stop being scared. Well, it's it's just true. Tell their family or friends. But it, it may even be themselves. They may sit up here and agree at that point because they don't want to lose the person. Mm-hmm. But they start questioning the level of commitment. If you truly want to commit to me, you will basically work. We 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 you will be able to, you know, what I'm saying bend a little so we can make this work. So I don't think it would. Yes, Which, I know, especially in 2021. Because you're talking once again, you're talking about old traditional values mm-hmm. that couple meet, couple get married, move into a house, have a kid, get a dog, yada yada yada. So except the dog part. What do you mean? Not a fan of dog. <laughs> I like dogs. I would just pay somebody to walk them. But um. But in 2021. That's a more progressive decision to make. To be in a relationship with somebody but choose to stay in separate households. You know what? I'm a I'ma start phrasing it differently. <laughs> instead of instead of saying, Can you be in a fifty fifty relationship? I I'ma start asking, are you capable of being a partner? That is a question. That most people are gonna answer it wrong. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody thinks they're a partner. They're going to go, partner what? <laughs> well, I mean, that too, partner but I'm saying, what? when you explain them what you mean by partner, yeah. you know, everybody wants to think that they relationship material. That's, you know what? Well, yeah, look, listening out there mm-hmm. that um, is going to listen to this podcast, you know, um, ask yourself, are you really partner material? Everybody likes to think so. Even somebody that's not looking to be in a relationship right now, does not want to be told they're not relationship material. 
What the fuck you mean about relationship material? Well, it's not. No, you can be relationship material, mm-hmm. but are you partner material? Partner relationship. I was just no, no, no. I'll because just right, I know you what you're saying because they're gonna go if you sit up here and go relationship. They're gonna be like, of course, it's gonna be relationship. No, are you capable of being a partner? Can you? Are you capable to adapting to what needs to to be done to make this a successful relationship? Mm-hmm. That's the question. I said that most people are going to answer wrong. Of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. So I'm going to give myself a hand clap for, for coming up with the Are you able to be a partner? Adapting to be a partner. <laughs> Giving yourself the flowers now. Huh? Exactly. Give me my Give me my flowers now. Because I don't think people will sit up here and ask that question. But which turns out off of that, I believe if two people can get on the same page to run the same play to be in a partnership, it's a deal breaker. And I, not now, eventually, yes. Yes. I, and I think for, for relationships to last, I think people really need to identify what are truly deal breakers for them and mm-hmm. stop settling. Absolutely. So you want to hear me talk about deal breakers a lot because that's a, a thing with me. What is truly a deal breaker and what's really not? Because your deal breakers may change as you mature. Mm-hmm. So, can we end it on that? Yeah, because we start getting deal breakers as a whole in the conversation. No, I, see, every I think every topic we go touch on mm-hmm. has the deal breaker capable capability built in. It does. But I'm saying if we were to just talk about the topic of deal breakers, yeah, that's a meaty topic. We we could be talking about that for a minute. I think I'm gonna do a. I, we should do a call in to a female. And have, get the female perspective when we do a deal breaker topic. So it won't just be, you know, we get that female perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Actually, we want to do a female, uh, we were looking at, to do a call in for a female, just so they don't be like two male dominant things, just every once in a while. Just to get the female this point of view. This is a man's world. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, bro. Not and it anymore. never was. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note. Bro, the Giants just signed Kenny Galladay. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my Giant boo. fans 